Welcome to today's high school hockey podcast, a little preseason edition today. Carl, Danny, and I sit down, we talk over the latest news, and there's lots of it. Players that should be coming, should maybe going. Uh, top five team alphabetical list presented by Carl. Storylines for the year and everything else hockey related here in the state for high school hockey. Uh, if you haven't noticed yet, we are available on iTunes and Spotify. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good afternoon, good morning everyone Thank you for joining us Danny, how are you doing sir? Good. I'm looking outside. It's snowing, and I need to get gas, and I'm wearing flip-flops. So that was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big mistake. Uh, Carl, uh, joining us from Duluth, Minnesota. How is the weather up in Duluth? It's not snowing here. Perfectly lovely morning. Okay. Uh, Did you get uh, 8 to 10 inches, or what did you get up there? We got one and a half. That's it, huh? (laughs) Oh. Wow. This is near the lake, and I you know, haven't gone more than two miles from my house in the past five days, so it, there may be more over the hill, but I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. Look at Carl going out to I, nature. I thought that they got dumped on over in Duluth. Um, I was in Warroad this past week, and they got four or five, six inches, and then I got to the Twin Cities, and it was obviously six to eight inches, too, so I figured Duluth got there lake effect but apparently they did not no in Duluth we get reverse lake effect we get far less this time of year yeah that's true that's true um so let's start talking some hockey here that's why people come to listen uh let's start off with some uh news and nuggets uh obviously the biggest news um since we last were on the podcast was the announcement of the high school season so there is going to be as of today, a high school hockey Woo. season. I uh, okay. <laughs> had the, I had the good fortune of listening to the um, board meeting for five hours. Literally, it started at nine and it ended at two. Uh, I listened to it in entirety, mostly consecutively. Yes. Wow. Well, there was a, there were some ten minute breaks in there, but I listened to it mostly just to kind of judge the tone of the board because. You know, like, for example, most of the hockey nerds jumped off after the decision was made, but then they went into some postseason decisions for fall sports, which is a big deal because what they're talking about fall sports, as you know, the high school league is a very fair organization. And if they... Fair and balanced. Yeah, they immediately... They had a... Very long discussion about postseason for fall sports, and it lost 10-8. to 8. I thought that was very important to note for us high school hockey fans, boys and girls, that you know there's very little hope that there's going to be a uh, state tournament at the X this year, I would say. I would put low percentage as of today. And if there is one, it's not going to be something that you recognize, and you're not going to be able to go to it. Correct. Unless you play in it. Correct. 
So uh, that would be the biggest news. That was October 1st, that board meeting. There will be another board meeting on December 3rd, which will really dictate uh, fall, you know, winter sport planning. Um, and it has a big effect on what these kids will do. And that's why we are coming and going uh session in this uh, pod will be a big part of that and that'll be a big factor is will they come back will these kids who are in juniors come back uh, what options do the kids who play uh, uh, elite league what options do they have Danny well I think for me right now is I, I see a lot of stuff out there Tony but I don't understand the USHL and NAHL rules and qualifications probably as much as you do who studies this a little bit more than I do yeah at least this part of the year I I kind of work myself up to going to high school hockey games and I don't go to many elite league games and so it just doesn't feel like the season has started yet for me at least Uh, let me jump in there really quick so it's it's, it's a great uh, I'm glad you set teed that one up for me because the USHL and the NHL had contracted by five teams, two in the USHL and three in the NA. And that has, that has a uh, push down effect, a reversed push down effect. Rather they've been sucking players out of high school hockey for the last 10 to 15 years. Now they're going to be pushing kids back into high school hockey because there's not enough players uh, to go around. Not enough, you know, they've basically, this is like, Anywhere between uh, 100 to 150 players fewer, and this is in North America, that will have access to their leagues. Um, and we'll get to that later on in the discussion in, in the players coming and going. But it's, it has a big effect. I think it's kind of like a butterfly effect all the way down to even to Bantam hockey, believe it or not. You should see now more and more of these star Bantam players that would have maybe played varsity are going, hmm, I might just play Bantams and guarantee myself 50 or 60 games versus playing varsity in 18 games you know that maybe 18 maybe 18 right so we'll we'll see how this all works out but it's there's, it's definitely uh going to be a fun and fruitful discussion today i think about what's going on but the ushl is a has a big you know big effect on what's going on here and they don't bring up your lack of knowledge they take 30 kids to a camp but they can only keep 23 on a roster Okay. So that's a lot of kids that will then eventually maybe trickle down or find themselves trickling into the NAHL. Well, they don't so have room how, either. How does that work? So are the NA teams doing the same thing where yes. they have 30 and yes. got to go down? So somebody who might get bumped it might go down and then bump another person. Exactly. Oh. It's just it's just this continual bumping, right? So when you talk about these kids, you know, you re- read the form, or you read Twitter, and, you know, the sky is falling type people. Oh, they're just going to go off to juniors then. I'm like, well, there's not a lot of room Well, in, in, the, in the inn. You know I mean? This is going to be like you're going to be sleeping in a manger kind of thing. So I, I would say this, Carl, you're probably in the same boat as me. We look at a lot of elite prospects on occasion and look at a lot of rosters for different teams. These teams are a lot more diverse than when we were in school or five years ago, when we started this podcast, wouldn't you agree, Carl? Yeah. And part of that's just been seeing these leagues get progressively stronger and stronger. You know, when we were in high school, um, you know, I think going from high school to the NAHL was, it was kind of a strange move. You know, it wasn't something you would do to, advance your development maybe you did it because you were frustrated with your situation but you know it was it was a, a rare thing and now that of course that has completely changed 
And, and I feel like, so there were some kids that went to the NA out of my graduating class at St. Thomas, and I just thought they were the biggest losers on the face of the planet in some way. <laughs> no offense. Okay, I will apologize to you later if you listen to the show. I will apologize, but going yeah. up to Alaska... Um, Versus staying and, at high school, right? Or not, or going to college. Right. You know, because yeah. now... If you, it, we, it wasn't the D1 breeding ground, it is now. Yeah. It, it's not, it, no longer a D1 breeding ground. Tony, you and I were talking about, it's a D3 breeding ground. You can't, you know, there's rare, rare, rare ones. P Peter Colby pulled it off. He went from Edina High School to Gustavus last year and did okay. <laughs> but that's a rarity. I mean, it's rare. You have to basically go serve a year in the NA3 or the NA or a year or two to go play at Concordia. I mean, there's kids that are 98s and 99s that are entering their freshman year right now at in the in the, in the MIAC, which is crazy to think. Yeah. It you just, know? The MIAC's not... Okay, St. Thomas, just because I had a lot of friends that went there, it's not a prestigious school that you need to go and play juniors for to play D3 hockey at. Well, you, now, now you might play in D1 at St. Thomas. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. Okay, that well, was, I, you're I, teeing me up for one of my news and nuggets. But I say that just because if you played D3 and went to STA and then played D3 at UST, you play in the same rank. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, crazy. So, okay. which, which is great because that goes into our news. Um, that was a news and nugget I forgot to list, yes. but I think it's a very worthwhile and it's very fruitful for our whole, the whole Minnesota hockey because basically 20 Division One scholarships opened up in Minnesota. You know, it's not like Long Island University what? Sharks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there are kids from Minnesota going there, and that's great. It actually opens up a couple doors for Minnesota kids, like you said, Garrett Worth, yeah. Carl. But yeah. this is great. That's great. Long Island's open, but it's even better that St. Thomas is open. We could do an entire podcast on St. Thomasing. St. Thomas when going is to that Division official? One. It's official. They are a Division One program, but they now? won't. No, but they won't. Okay. They'll they'll Next. transition to it in a year or two, right? Okay. Next season yeah right well i mean they'll be next division well but they won't be in a conference or anything for at least two years okay so here is my hope with the ust announcement is that quote unquote the fairgrounds come back some venue gets built by ust money that is a five thousand rink well seat i'm, I'm rink. hoping for more like ritter you know like a three i don't 3, care 500. i don't care it i want a section neutral hockey. site yes it'd be great for hockey I don't want to go to Braemar on Thursday. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but what it does is from a, the general landscape of Minnesota hockey, and which we're talking quite a bit about at the high school level, this opens up 20 more spots. And I think, and maybe I'm crazy, I think this in five years will be one of the best Division One programs in the oh, country. Easily. Easily. In the country. People are like, country? I'm like, well, yeah, because they're going to be able to pluck all I mean, all the, the players, there's so many players here in Minnesota that no offense to to uh, Bemidji and St. Cloud and St. Thomas, but think about going to the University of St. Thomas versus those places. You yeah, mean, that's, what did you, I say? You said St. Thomas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mankato, those yeah. three schools, the, those three schools are nothing compared to St. Thomas. UST just has a really weird pool with 
in the metro area that is unexplained. I mean, I would say a fifth of my graduating class from oh, St. Thomas graduated from UST. And Jefferson it, kids, the Diana kids, Wazetta really kids. I mean, it's just, it's a big time. It's a place that can, it's kind of like KU. It's it's far enough away from home, yeah. but close enough to home. You know what I mean? For Kansas City, right? Yeah. It's like it's the yeah. same thing. It's like they like it, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's really like that. And it's going to be people, kids will want to go play for St. Thomas. Yeah. And I mean, like, Carl, you probably never experienced this, but every time that I came home from college, we went to the U.S. Tea houses, yeah, because that's where everybody was at. Sorry. All right, uh, another news and nugget: uh, hockey day in Mankato canceled. No shocker there. In, bum, 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 in bum. fact, the big the Winter Classic got canceled either a day before or a day after yeah. that. It's like, oh, what a bummer for the Wild and for us. I mean, it's really cool to host that. It's that a very game. wild thing to happen. Yeah. Yes, very, very wildish. Uh, and this is probably the biggest news I think out of all of these. Uh, Anoka Hennepin uh, School District canceled its. Uh, after school activities, obviously hockey, uh, football, and volleyball being the biggest, uh, you know, people right, kids right now being uh, taken down. But it also looms large. Will they be able to get back? Will the case numbers or whatever, whatever drove this decision, will they improve between now and December first, and and when high school hockey starts? Should we turn it over to Carl to talk about the analytical skills of the case numbers? <laughs> yeah, I. I can't even. I, I I want a left winger on our <laughs> podcast to explain to me, please, Carl, how this is possible that it's like point zero 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 per three percent gets you into an outbreak and gets you into canceling after school sports. Go ahead, Carl. Well, apparently I've been labeled as the left winger here. But. <laughs> I'm the center. I'm the center, and Danny's to the right. Let's put it that way. I'm a right D. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so um, basically the guidance from the state is that if a county has 30 or more cases per 100,000 people, all school, schooling should be remote. That's a and lot of zeros, isn't it? That's a lot of zeros. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, right. now so, Carl, how many people are in Anoka and Hennepin County? There are about, well, in Anoka County, oh, there are about 350,000. Um, so it would no, be like 100. It's a little weird. It's... It straddles the northern bit of. You know, Hennepin. Hennepin. I think it's Champlin. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Champlin. It's yeah. Champlin, and then Anoka, Andover, Blaine, and Coon Rapids are the five high schools. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying Champlin makes up the Hennepin of the Anoka yeah. Hennepin. Yeah, they're, they're the right. only Hennepin part of this. Right. Yeah. Well, this is very so sad. We're talking, you know, about an area of probably 400,000 people, including you know, most of Brooklyn Park, which is Champlin. Right. So it's a very sad day. I was Friday was a really dark day at the YHH headquarters because this this closes so many potential doors for hockey uh, if this were to be held true. Both, especially, I hate to say it selfishly, on the girls' side, Andover is the best team in the state, and right now they may not have a place to play. And this is, I mean, this team. Remember some of those Edina teams that had all those Division One players like in the 2014, yeah. 15. This is Andover girls right now. They have Ugh. they have girls moving in from St. Cloud and Bismarck, <laughs> North Dakota. I mean, it's crazy who's moving to Andover to play girls hockey. And that's what we now we're potentially shut down. It's a pretty scary time. Well, yeah. and we should we should add that 
that guidance is not a mandate. So this was something that the school district chose to do on its own. There are counties that have actually far more people you know, infected than Anoka County does. You look at like Todd County, Morrison County, <laughs> Hubbard County, they're kind of leaders in Minnesota right now. But you know, those, those Hubbards, man. <laughs> And Duluth, I know St. Louis County is basically basically at the same rate as Anoka right now. And the Duluth School District met last week and decided we we're going to continue with activities. So. Well, it's it's funny Bloomington, which is in Hennepin County, and I don't know where that one stands. That's obviously the one everyone in the state would focus on. But they're actually going. They've been all hybrid the whole year. Elementary uh, next week starts hybrid. So they're actually going in the opposite direction of Anoka. My mom mm-hmm. teaches in South Washington, and. She- they're kind of talking about that it might reverse because she's hybriding right now and it might go back to distance. Yeah, just okay, because yeah. they might see case numbers start well, to Washington spike. County has spiked to forty-four per hundred thousand, so theoretically, yeah, yeah, and and they're trending up, whereas even even Anoka's fairly flat. I'm, I'm looking at this chart, but but now let's just state this: I, I'm a journalist here. Forty-four of a hundred thousand, not forty-four percent. Okay, it's a big number. There's a big gap between percent, right? Yep. It's not even four (laughs) percent. It's not even point. It's not even point four percent. It's not even point oh four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting political. I'm leaning. And we should add these are daily cases, so that's no that many times. Yeah, I'm now. I'm now on the right boards. (laughs) I'm now on the boards on the right side right now. Sorry about that. But (laughs) I want to get back to the middle. But I'm open in the middle. It is interesting. Pass for you. Here you go. Yes, (laughs) because right now we're hearing that winter may spike stuff. Yeah, for sure it does. It's already happening. But there'll be no flu cases. There'll be zero cases of influenza. Okay, Tony, Tony, stop. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just climbed over the boards into the into the stands there. He's fighting with the fans. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the old Montreal form. Get back on the ice. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm frustrated. So but what it bears to note is if this gets any worse. From in the next month, we have no idea what's going to happen. No, the sky is falling. That's for sure. Could be. But let's okay. Let's continue to talk about perfect case scenarios here. Yeah, we'll get back to that. So uh, one more uh, thing to touch on: there is a boys and girls bridge league, uh, which set to start like November second. Maybe the week, the Monday of the election. Bridge week. league, like they're playing poker. Yeah, they're playing uh, hockey, actually ice hockey. Okay. Um, boys and girls, sanctioned by um, Minnesota Hockey uh, and USA Hockey, and they'll be playing. Some teams will be somewhat like a high school team. Some will be maybe a amalgamation of high school players. Uh, it is high school hockey for maybe a month, you know, thirty days. So I see teams are asking for games and. And there's actually, a, not to talk too much girls here, but there's actually a girls league where they have, like, legit teams, not coached by the high school coach, but they are they got a pretty good little league they're putting together, too, and a bridge league. So lots of high school hockey going to pl- be played in November. I'm only going to one. There's uh, Andover and Edina, Hornets and Huskies in girls hockey. They're playing what might be the only time they'll play all year. So I'm going to go watch that one. But I, I'm a, there's not anything really on the boys' side that really interests me yet on the schedules, but if there is, I'll go. For sure. It, it just seems kind of, I, I, if if it's not measured, if there's no statistics getting 
you know, recorded. They will. There'll be a score sheet, I'm sure, of some sort. But who knows? I mean, no one, you know, if there was a St. Thomas team and Trent Eigner didn't pick it, there's a Prior Lake team, casino team, and Joe Pancrans didn't pick it. Is it really the team? You know what I mean? That's the question. That's really what – that's my only problem with this league. And I'm not criticizing the league. Actually, I, I think it's great. You know, they're, they're coming up with a solution yeah, for kids creative. to play hockey. They're, yeah. they're doing that, and I'm, I fully support that. And I'm, I'm, I'll try to cover it if I can find a game and a set of rosters that looks appealing to us to go cover. We'll go cover it for sure. But I think the only one right now off the top of my head is that Andover Edina girls game, which should be could be kind of interesting to see. So um, that's it for news. Oh, one more little news item. Uh, people saw that I was up in uh, Warroad last week. I'm embarking on my uh, annual project. Last year was the Jersey Project. This year I'm doing a story on Native American hockey players in the city of Warroad and the effect that uh, uh, that they have on race relations in a town of 2,000 people and uh, how the white settlers and the natives have been able to manage to, to live together and live in harmony and it's an unbelievable thing and i think it's a great lesson that the rest of our country could use uh, as far as educating and listening and being good neighbors to each other and fun to see what they can do in that community and maybe that translates to the rest of our communities in the country so that's this year's project we don't have a name for it yet and quite frankly i'm not blowing it up too much because hockey town yeah there will be no (laughs) hockey town there'll be nothing although i did come up with a really good line something about volleyball got canceled there's volleyball people were mad about something and i literally during that i looked i go when they put a volleyball on the water tower in this town (laughs) then they can start complaining you know (laughs) (laughs) and they like that the hockey players like that there's big there's hockey sticks there's literally on the water there are hockey sticks i was like what does that tell everybody else nothing else is important here in world that's why i like going to world so much yeah, I love it. I love. It. I could live there. It's so awesome there. It's just hockey twenty four seven. All right, uh, let's roll up our sleeves here. Where do we want to start first? We want to talk about the board meeting. Yeah, let's start. Let's there. just get it out of the way, right? Well, because that that will translate everything into, else. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. I had the good fortune of listening to the board meeting, all five hours of it, on October first, and. Um, I want to just one highlight. I wrote this in my article, and I just thought it was so fascinating. Um, they agreed to 18 games, and that was uh, a 30%, I think it was, yes. 30% reduction, right? They were literally had a motion. If you know anything about Robert's Rules of Order, they had a motion on the floor for 20%, which would have been 20 games, right? Right, yeah. if, you, if you do the math right. on it, there would have been 20 games. And this was at 11.11. I checked my tweets because I tweeted it out. At 11.11 a.m., they had a motion for that. And with no discussion over why this is too many or not enough, there was no discussion about that whatsoever. By 11.18, seven minutes later, or 11, no, it was 11.24, so 13 minutes later, they had a new motion with, with a 30% reduction, and it passed unanimously. So something happened like via text 
the group text string. Like, I swear it had to have been because there was nobody. There's no, it wasn't visual. It went from a motion on the floor. They were discussing things that had nothing to do with the increase or decrease in the amount of games. The discussion was about money and whatever, you know, stuff. So it, it uh, I'm just going to say up. that this is accurate, Carl, because Tony is reciting this off of memory, too, <laughs> for the minutes here. Yeah. That you looked at this so much. I went and looked at my tweets. I said, there's motion on the floor, and then, oh, and then 13 minutes later, it passed with 30% reduction. I'm like, what happened in 13 minutes? Yeah. yeah. But for a new motion to go up and it to pass unanimously was just, it blew my mind. If you have experience with bodies that use Robert's rules of order, you'll find that often, uh, you know, the important discussion takes place not during the actual meeting. And if someone's saying something during the meeting, they're probably grandstanding and because all the discussions have happened already. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. It was almost like a group text went out and said, hey, uh, we got a unanimous vote here if we go to, you know, 30% reduction. Done. 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 <laughs> uh, board member White, do you have a motion? Yes, I vote to do 30%. Do we have a second? <laughs> board member Jones, well, done. You know, all of a sudden, vote. Yes, 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 yes. I was like, wow. And then the other board meeting notes, which I think is very applicable to our discussion here today, was the postseason vote for fall sports. So for soccer and volleyball and cross country, football. all football, all these sports, uh, they had a vote. And a motion and a pretty wily discussion back and forth. And a little, a lot of it had to do with administration. If you listen closely, it was all it had to do with administering these playoffs to basically a, uh, a state. It wasn't even a state tournament. It was just to a super regional. So section one champ would play section two. Yeah. Give them a little extra to play for, right? So they got to this discussion and it was all about money, right? Mm-hmm. And and administration and costs and all that stuff. Well, we're going to lose our ass, basically, is what they said, right? <laughs> and they came back and they they had a vote. And and and, and like one of the board members, I think it was Troy Steinfeld, was like, "Oh, it doesn't matter about money. This is about the kids. We'll figure out the money later." Kind of that was his yeah. lean. And the vote, it was crazy. It was like yes, no, no, yes, 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 no, no, no. It was like I couldn't even keep track. It was like, <laughs> what's this going to? This is going to be a tie, or you know, and it came out to be ten to eight. It, it, to, to to not allow it and to further discussion to move forward a little bit so the so- girls soccer and boys soccer were like screw that we're gonna we're gonna take this we're gonna do this we're gonna stay to the streets and they took it back to the high school league and the high school league said eh, nope they did this they said no again they came up with a method that basically solved all their problems financially and administratively we'll administer it and we'll take care of the finances we'll raise the money whatever it is it won't cost the high school league a penny and you won't have to do any work just give us the sanctioning no we'll buy the trophies no they're not doing anything they just said flat out no that's the scary in, in, in cross country um there, there apparently has been a uh, meet organized that's you know, not say high school league sanctioned but there's going to be some sort of final meet and, well there's um, there's going to be a basically a an ad hoc state tournament yeah. for it that's not run by the high school league which is going to happen in soccer i guarantee it it's going to happen in hockey we'll get to that much later in this show um one of the things that came out of it there was no fans allowed and then that got moved to two fans per allowed for the indoor sports so this is where this gets complicated. You want to break that down? And then one more thing we, before we get to that, uh, and there's no ruling on postseason for winter sports at that meeting. That will come on December 3rd, which will be basically D-Day for high school hockey in Minnesota, if you ask me. Um, 
And then that enters where your question, Danny, and I'm opening it up to you is to talk about uh, does YHH, does the does the hockey hub, does Minnesota Hockey TV, does the press the, the, the Star the, Tribune Star Tribune, do they get allowed in to cover these games? Do scouts No. <laughs> well I'm just I don't think so. Do other teams? Well, my who like Benild wants to go watch Blake and Nedina play? Just because they, no, <laughs> they're not getting in. Nope, yep. nope. But who I think it's I think the press would be allowed in if they have credentials and they figure out a way to work with the athletic directors of the schools. I think I think they're going to be allowed into the building for this because you remember now this two per fans per is um is a is a state rule is a high school league rule, but the but the MDH is twenty five percent. So, which so is, I mean, like two per at Highland is probably accurate. For no, MDH. come on, <laughs> <laughs> probably pretty close. No. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like any of these ranks, twenty five percent is gonna be a lot, a lot of fans. But it won't yeah. happen. It won't happen. The two per skater is a very big deal. Um, it's gonna be different. It's going to be really different. Let me tell you, I did a tournament this year where it was one fan per kid, and it was near silent in there when a goal was scored. And then you factor in the masks over the parents' faces and the fans' faces, <laughs> it gets even less less noisy in there. So it's a, that's a good thing. Well, gosh, I was at a Bantam game last night, and there was a bad call near the end of the game, and I heard a parent screaming at, at the ref, and I thought to myself, that's kind of refreshing. I haven't heard any negative talk to the refs. <laughs> kind of liked it for a minute there. For, for, a, for a short minute, yeah. So how we get into games, it's a rink-by-rink, rink, athletic director, coach, and this by is coach. you fans, too. So if you're a parent of a player, let's say. You're in. You're in, but yep. you're not in to see anything else. No. All you can see is 18 games this year. Here's the crazy one. What happens to the JV? So the JV plays at 5 and the varsity plays at 7. Let's say you want to stick around and watch the varsity. Are you allowed? Are you one of the two? I mean, better hope your kid's a scoring liner this year. Yeah. Right. But even if he's not, if he's third yeah. line JV, yeah, you usually like to stick around and watch some. Are you exited from the building? I think you are exited from the building. Is the JV team exited yes, from the building? For sure. Oh. And I'm trying to think, you know, normally I wander into a game when the JV game's still going on, or, or we could be, like, forced to stand Wait. in the lobby. Well, that seems like it's worse. I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you this, that you, uh, in its current form under Minnesota Hockey, so the youth associations, uh, you aren't allowed in until game time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, literally, we let, we let, we escort the, for our tournaments, we escort the kids in one team by one team and then right as game time is like five minutes before game time we allow the parents in so at, we which have is, 80 people in the Herbentown lobby which is crazy <laughs> no this is the crazy carl i'm glad you brought this up it's very realistic it's really easy to make these rules in june because the parents can sit outside and it's 70 yeah. degrees and sunny but when it's like 40 below and there's going to be this huge line outside because it's just the bottleneck to get in how do you get in? How do you get them out? It's going to be a cluster, to say the least. So at Nebraska, you, it was first come, first serve for football seating. 
And so you have to line up hours in advance to get front row. So yeah. that's what we would do. Like Texas, we camped out and everything. But then you have to run up and run down. I'm picturing this to get into a Dyna game to get your spot type of thing. Well, there's going to be plenty of spots. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, plenty, plenty and plenty of spots. Um, I think the streaming world, we're now in advanced enough phase of this. I still think I go. Let's just talk about Pete Wagner for example. He's kind of the he's got the most camera crews and the biggest footprint yeah, as far as streaming. I don't know if he's got any more cameras or crews to go out and do games. We only have four crews. You know, we only have four sets of equipment. So, how many games can we do? And there's then there's the the Chanhassen. There's like some kids at Chanhassen who kind of ad hoc and do it for them. So wait, so uh, let me get this straight. If there's two per, then what happens with the streamers then? Do the streamers count against the two per? So does that now lower the rink's capacity to one in <laughs> with seven-eighths per? No, my understanding of what we've done with Minnesota hockey and with our own, with working within the rink, uh, using Bloomington as my example, they never counted the amount of box workers uh, referees and people streaming the game for people to watch the game outside the rink as a number. They were never counted and included in that number. And so then that makes me ask the question about press, right? Because I have no idea how that's going to work. We, I don't think, I don't think the people, I don't think the athletic directors in the rinks have even accounted for that. The, the hard one is going to be the, 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 scouts they're going to be the ones that are going to be really hard to get in and you we want those people in the rink to watch these kids play well the scouts make the league whether you like it or not because that makes the good kids continue Stay. to play yeah it's true i'm not going to disagree with you there um now there's lots of different scouts you know there there's scouting services there are different uh, leagues ushl there's nh nhl college and there's college coaches college coaches aren't allowed to recruit until go into a building until at least january 1st as of right now and then nhl nhl yeah they were on my list nhl okay. is was on that list yeah there's for sure they want to watch you know, yeah. they're watching film. I, I talk to them all the time. Like, yeah, we're watching film. We rarely can get into games. So it's it's tricky. Oof. Very tricky, which, you know, the whole thing is um, it's an interesting uh, dynamic that we're heading into. And But I, the thing about it is I don't see them giving us any more guidance on it. No. That's, that's uh, no, no, no. Where I really think now it's going to be a rink-by-rink type of thing it will be and that's that's mm -hmm. what it's been just so you know just that's been my experience throughout uh, and i'm not going to throw uh this rink specifically under the bus but we had just finished two or three events under some of the most strictest guidelines in the state and then we got to another rink we'll say in central minnesota and they had all the rules written but they didn't enforce one of the rules Mm -hmm. But this is true no matter where you go. I was, uh, Carl, when was I up in Duluth? Like a month ago? Yep. And so we drove around the range. Completely different place up there. Than <laughs> 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 Let's just put it this way. On my trip to uh, War Road, I took the Lake Mille Lacs way, I think, 
it's maybe a, a minute or two slower going that way. I just like that way better. By the time I turned the corner in Garrison, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. sign was red. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and, and by the time, you know, once you were, uh, you know, in Anoka County, it was 50-50. You know, Minneapolis, it's 100-0. It's just a weird <laughs> dynamic. And I think that's going to be a little bit like the – I think the, the hockey teams, the hockey associations – Are going to follow gonna, that. It's going to be. It's yeah. going to be like well, that I, I too. Danny that there's going to be an inverse relationship between his distance from a rink and how likely he is to get in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Living in downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, You're going to be going a long ways for games. Let's put it that way. Well, going to Bidette tonight. Yes. <laughs> if Bidette has a team, that's a good question. I don't yeah, think true. that Bidette will have it. Lake of the Woods may have a varsity only. Half of their team comes from Saint or Fort Francis across the board. Nope. Oh. Not, not Fort Francis. So, but that's what's Bidette. that? Not Fort, not Fort Francis. Francis. Not Fort International. Well, what's, what's Rain, the? Rain River. Rain River. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one right across the river there, it's, it's or the lake, it's crazy. So... Um. All right. So that's that's those topics. Do we have any more board meeting stuff? No. Uh, well, let's get into the state tournament now. Well, that's the question. So the no ruling on on postseason. Um, in fact, I want to share this. This is one of the reasons I listened to the entire meeting. Is there were board members openly on their board saying we know someone is going to host the state tournament if we don't. They said it. Like, yeah. Um, that's a big question. Let me ask you guys this with your experience with the State High School League and your impression of the State High School League. Do you think um, that if teams did this or uh, YHH or somebody hosted a state tournament out there, do you think that they would maybe be – there might be a retribution afterwards? Carl. That's hard to say. Um, I think we'll get a little guidance from the fall sports to see what happens there. Um, I don't know what they would do. I mean, they could obviously not recognize it for record books, which is their prerogative. But beyond that, I mean, what else are they going to do other than maybe pedally slap away some press passes in the future or something like that? Yeah, that yeah. Put it past them, I guess. But I could see them doing that to us for sure. If, if we if we hosted a tournament, and and let's just put this out. I'm going to put it out there right now, and in case it doesn't come up later. But if there is no state tournament assigned by someone else, like Minnesota Hockey or something like that, I've already looked into three buildings. Uh, Ritter is a no. Amsoil is a yes. And Shields is a yes. I think Shields is the best location in in Fargo, North Dakota, because the state of North Dakota has a 50 percent. Uh, capacity on a 6,000-seat arena, and Amsoil has a 25%, and they were very nervous about hosting any large event in St. Louis County. So uh, I think your best option is Fargo, North Dakota, and you can put great cameras in there. You could put on a great event there. Will that happen? Will we do it? I would say we're in the 3 to 5% likelihood of that ever happening by us doing it. But if there was enough momentum from the from the high school coaches, high school coaches association, um, I would definitely move forward with doing that. But I am not option A. I don't want to be option A. Well, it's so far past option A just because we don't know how option A is going to work. No. Because there's so much unknown. And, and we were talking before, even the election portion is an unknown. Well, it could. the election could last all the way until January. It really could. <laughs> 
So <laughs> I didn't realize how much politics we were going to ever talk on this show, but we are definitely talking yeah, politics today. So can't avoid it. <laughs> yeah, with the state tournament, um, do you think that if there was a let's just for the sake of this conversation, if there was a YHH state tournament, would that keep somebody or some type of you know independently run state tournament? Would that keep kids home from not playing juniors if they had an option? I don't think so. It wouldn't keep them home? I don't think so. On on the surface, you don't think so. But if their option, if they have no other options, these there's a lot of kids who don't have a lot of options. And there's yeah, some no, great hockey players that don't no, have a lot of options. No other options. Yeah, I have to, right? If I have an option, I'm going to go with that option just because <laughs> the state tournament is it's on TV. Okay. Yes. Every, TV's a huge part of this. TV is a huge part. Playing in front of that many people is a big part too. Big time. Yeah. It, you know, you'll never play in front of that many people again in your life for most of these kids. Sad, isn't it? And so sad that they won't have that opportunity. Yeah. And so to be on a venue like that is just it's incredible. Um, and just you get treated very well, and it's something to brag about too. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I don't, I just don't see a, a, a tree falling in the woods, you know, type of thing. I just don't see it. Nobody hears it. Yeah. Well, I think it would be a big enough deal to, if it's, if it's run, would you go, if, if Minnesota hockey ran a state tournament for section champions and you were given credentials, would you go to it? Yeah. I would too. If I was given credentials, I would go. So would I. Um, but I would, I don't know. I would, it'd be a lot different uh, right carl when well, you... it's, it's 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 a minnesota state high school hockey tournament not taking place in minnesota so yes of course it's different <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks carl uh, yeah it would definitely be different but i think it would still it would it would the the venue would definitely open up doors for a really nice broadcast with professional cameras and professional uh, broadcasters and that type of thing. So, is there an weird. Italian place by Shields? There is. There <laughs> Can we is, go to Valentino's? It's called Covetas. Okay. <laughs> Not Cosetas. <laughs> Covetas. Get it? Get it? <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, it's catching on. Let's move. Yeah. Yeah. It's addicting. <laughs> all right. Um, so. Uh, I think we've cleared that hurdle. A really hard hurdle is the board meeting. Any other other things you want to talk about the board meeting? They left a lot of vagities. Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they if did. that's a word, I don't think it is. It's Carl. not. But it's not. <laughs> uh, let's talk hockey players, okay? Are we ready to go on the hockey players? Yeah. Well, this is going to be a fun segment. And um, we like doing this at the end of the season. And yeah, <laughs> and now we're doing it in October. Um, so I have put together a list of players, um, and we're going to look at this kind of like, uh, let's assume Danny went to a, uh, public school. Okay. So he, he Can did. I describe this? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So there's going to be, uh, there's three types of dates Danny would have gotten. So this had is access to at, so to, to the dance. Okay. Pretend this is homecoming. Okay. okay homecoming. Okay. So there's, uh, there's. Uh, three tiers of girls, let's yep. call it, okay, or dates. Yep. Uh, there's ones that are always going to say no to me. Yep. And, you know. They're gone. They're gone. Uh, those are the. No hope, Danny. No hope. No hope. No, no hopes. hopes whatsoever. There's there's some that's a, a slight maybe. 
you if know, they're in the right f- friend group. Yeah, you know, like I you're really going to gotta, a nice enough restaurant. I got to take them to Manny's. The ask has to be really nice. Yes. Like I got to really do a like yep. school announcements type of thing. Sing, you know, you like sing. You uh, definitely only in very few pictures. Yeah. Not a lot of pictures no, posted on no. social media. One, one yeah. And then um, if he's done with you. But yeah, maybe a one, one dance. Once, yeah, I got the picture and I got the one slow dance. Yep. And then, um, and then the, what the third category is? We'll we'll call that like um, I was once asked to a dance by somebody who gave me muffins that said muffin I'd rather do to go to the freshman fling with you. You got that, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was just it's a yes, you know, it's a yes every time. Yeah. Yeah, so you're saying these kids would fit into the yes? They're yes. coming back to high school. Coming hockey. back. They're, they're coming. Oh, that's the maybes. Yeah, these are oh, the maybes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, sorry. We don't have any yeses. Oh, we didn't do any yeses. These right. are the maybes. These oh, are the yeah. Complicated. Still. This is Danny's dating life we're talking about here. Come on. Still stand by that muffin comment. This is the maybe you're asking me out with muffins? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right, so I'm going to read off my like, list. There's, there's another category, too. There are the girls who we're actually not sure if they're enrolled in school. And, yeah. and this could be that category as well. Yeah, we're not sure they're enrolled. That would be the, the maybe category. Okay, so let's go through the list of I don't think are coming backs, uh, or we don't think they're coming back. Um, uh, Jackson Blake. Yeah. Don't think he's coming back. Where's he going? Can he's we talk Chicago about Steel. this? Okay. Chicago Steel. Luke Lewandowski's also with the Chicago Steel. I don't think he's coming back. Despite they took be- a lot of Minnesotans this oh, year. Probably yeah. the most that yeah. I've ever seen for them. Yep. They have seven on their uh, roster right now. Which is a huge number. Um, Luke Lewandowski, to note, is also on the cover of the breakdown cover. So That's so yeah. sad. I hate when people make the cover and... And uh, he's not the featured cover. Kyle Kukinen got that, but uh, still unfortunate. Uh, Griffin Ludke, I would say he's more than likely gone. Uh, He's playing in the USHL. Uh, Max Burkholder is a junior this year. I think he's gone as well from Chaska. He was Uh, on, like, Lincoln, I want to say. Yeah, it's one of the Nebraskas. Um, Leighton Lifford is playing, is on a training camp roster for the Magicians from Mankato. With the hockey day going bye-bye, I think the chances of him coming back are And Dodge County is section one, right? Yep. So the chance of getting back to state is no, harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still think I still think is. Mankato Dodge County is a is a good game. Yes, I'm not yeah, for sure. Uh, Leighton Road is playing uh, Magicians, and here's an interesting note. I think he'll stay in junior hockey. Um, uh, his brother Nolan is playing Bantams and was eligible for high school. So I think the fact that he was headed to Bantams more than likely says Leighton has played his last game for White Bear. Um, Jackson Borst is on a, the Fargo roster in the USHL for Medina. I think he's likely gone. Uh, Loudon Hogue, Hog, whatever you want to <laughs> call him, the goaltender for Medina, is playing in, I want to say it's uh, New Jersey in the NAHL or one of the teams out in the Northeastern Division of the he's NAHL. He's traveled a lot. He's a well-traveled goaltender. Seasoned. Um, knows the billet family. Another well. Minnesotan in Chicago, Chicago Steel, Joe Miller. I think he's gone as well. Mm-hmm. He um, 
Christian Glatz is leaving Cloquet and staying in Cloquet, <laughs> <laughs> playing with the Wilderness. I think he is gone. Probably still uh, going to school yeah, at Cloquet. Probably. Um, so that's the list that I think are pretty firm, uh, not coming back to high school hockey, regardless of there was a state tournament or not. I think some would come back if there was a state tournament. Uh, but with the with with once if once these guys secure a spot in junior hockey, I don't think they're gonna vacate their spot. Well, let's talk about the spots for junior hockey then yep. right now. So uh, a couple things that we mentioned before: one, five teams no longer exist. Cedar Rapids got blown over. Um, Madison is done for the year yep. in the USHL, and then Topeka, Shreveport. I, and this is off Springfield. Of, in Springfield, and that's I think off they've of contracted memory. for the year. They're not out of business. They just opted out for the the, the season. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with fan. They can't drive fans in their building and 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 make it work. Um, that being said, that that put it's a huge push down all the way down to high school and Bantam hockey. And I think you're going to see when there's seven spots open. You know, it's going to push the kids out of the NA, and the NA kids aren't going to have anywhere to play. So, this is something also of note. The leagues have changed so much. Just, right. and they are really USA leagues now. Yeah. I, I know when I was in college and I went to like a Stars game once. Yeah. It, it was like, oh, there's Tyler Zapata, you know, and Zapata was a, you know, solid Hill Murray player. Right. But, played D3 at Superior or Eau Claire or something like that. But this the league is now, like, these kids are drafted. Oh, yeah. The USHL has completely it's changed over. It's almost a rarity to play in the USHL and not play Division One hockey. Yeah. It's a feeding ground. There's nothing like it. There's no other college sport that has a basically a – a developmental league of, you know, 10, 15 teams, developmental league that's just basically where you can stockpile your committed players until you choose when they come. It's the colleges. There's there's not enough college hockey, Division One college hockey programs to feed all the different college hockey players. And the growth of the game of USA hockey has just spiked these leagues that now Minnesotans aren't getting the prime spots like they used to. Right. I even look at depth charts, and when you see, like, let's use Ethan Frisch as an example, as a third-line D. Right, at North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Or in or in the USHL. In the USHL. Oh, both, yeah. Yeah, but he would have been a Mr. Hockey finalist. He would have been a top three. Three, you know, yeah. like, and so for me, that's just such a mind-boggling thing that Minnesota hockey needs to address in some way that they're losing ground. And it's just weird to, you it's know, it's like every 20 years that we have this discussion. And right now yeah. COVID is a perfect time to address this. And, and I have a thought of how a league could be, uh, Done. We'll touch and on done that better. Later. I'm going to do that. I'm not. That's that's this whole another day for another whole another script for another day. But, yeah. Uh, but I think that league basically mimics what the USHL has done. That's their take their formula and, and build it in the, in the state uh, for state high school hockey. That's the only way to save it. If you don't don't, it's just going to continue to decay. Isn't this is what you're seeing too, right, Carl? Yeah, and I think we need to recognize that some of this is low-hanging fruit in other places. I mean, if there was very little hockey to begin with and now you have a lot, I mean, you're just going to have an increase in numbers and that's going to squeeze people out. 
So it's some of it you can't control, but certainly there are things we can. And I think it's fantastic for the game that there are kids yeah. from California. There's two guys on the Gophers from California, Southern California. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think about that. And that's just that they're just, but there's, there's kids in Southern California and Texas and Florida that are awesome hockey players. It's fun to watch. It just makes it better. It makes it more competitive. And I honestly think that these leagues are growing USA hockey more than, you know, Gretzky going to the Kings, Kings type agree. of thing. And, and you see this in the NHL draft and stuff like that. And it's really coming to flourishing on it. All right, let's go to your next set of dates. These are the girls that, if given the right situation, i.e. a state tournament, uh, a good situation, okay? And we'll let's use Luke Middlestat as our barometer here. So Luke Middlestat. He's in Lincoln right now, right? Ooh, I thought he was. Oh, is maybe, he? I don't know where he is, actually. I thought he was Lincoln because maybe I, he is. I follow Lincoln on Twitter just because. I don't know. I, he was drafted by Madison, so he got dispersed somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, Either good, good question. I don't know. I don't study these rosters. I'm not going to study any of these USA any until they're final or even close to final because you hate to say this kid is here and then I the sometimes next week get he's on gone. rabbit holes. You can. It's too hard. <laughs> so, Luke is in the USHL, has a spot in the USHL, fairly secured spot in the USHL. He'll play in Minnesota. He'll play for Eden Prairie if there's some type of hope for a state tournament. What that state tournament looks like, nobody knows. But I think on December 3rd is decision day for a lot of these kids because you'll they'll hear the board meeting. Everyone will be on that call again, and you'll hear um, what happens. What's disappointing? I, I I didn't mention this during the board during the board meeting discussion, but I'm glad we brought it up. Got to it now is the Minnesota High School Boys High School Coaches Association brought a plan to the high school league, and they heard and listened to absolutely zero of what they said. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is the most frustrating part of this whole process. Like, yeah. oh, okay, we're listening to you guys. We'll put together, we'll manage. They had schedule layouts. They had everything done. And the high school league basically just put it in the shredder the minute it came across the, the fax machine. That's probably how they communicate at the high school league. <laughs> Snail mail. Here you go. <laughs> okay, so so Luke falls into this category. I say I think so does Mason Langenburner falls in this category. He's these are guys that are playing juniors or have a realistic chance of playing juniors. Well, Mason was drafted. Yeah, in the NHL. Yep. Which is an important note, too. Yep, by the Boston Bruins. Mysteriously uh, enough. Uh, mysteriously <laughs> enough. Uh, Jackson Hallam was drafted in the third round. Fantastic news for him. I think that was probably one of the biggest takeaways from the whole draft. That was the biggest surprise in the draft, Minnesota-wise, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's fantastic. I love how he was walking round. into Econ and found out he was getting dra- <laughs> got drafted. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, Joe Plotichuk is playing Elite League. I think that he's coming back uh, unless... And so is Jackson Hallam. Yep. Too. He's so coming that's... back. Yep. Uh, provided there's a state tournament, provided that all this good stuff happens. Uh, Dylan Godbout's uh, playing the Elite League. He'll be back. Henry Nelson looks like he's you know he's a, he's a USHL draftee, so he has options. Uh, Jimmy Clark was drafted by Sioux Falls. He has options to leave. I think he's coming back. He's only a sophomore. Uh, Nicholas Williams is drafted in the USHL. 
He's playing in the Elite League. He hasn't played a lot of games in the Elite League, at least listed. You don't know how good those statistics are. Well, and we can't go there, so we can't yeah, really tell. it's a little hard. Uh, Tucker Ness left the high school Elite League, is now in Waterloo. Interesting, his brother uh, Griffin played there. For a couple uh, of years, I want to say. It's interesting mm-hmm. to note whether he actually sticks with uh, Waterloo or not. Um, that'd be interesting call whether he's, he's a 50, 50, um, you'd really have to make a good pitch to, to get him to, uh, be your date, Danny, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. I can go to Manny. So I like steak. All right. Uh, here's the last two. These are the two, two of the best defensemen in the state. Um, Jack Peart actually was quoted in a, a story in rink live this week saying he'll, if there is a state tournament, he plans on coming back to high school hockey. So there's a, basically it's in writing. It's in print that it's right there that these, that's what these kids are thinking. If there's a state tournament. I'm coming back. And I mean, Pert's a game changer for that section. The, yeah, yeah. 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 No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, really? Without him, seven double A's, uh, Oof is right. It's an oof. It's an it's oof a section. A section. Yes, yes. And then lastly, Class A. Speaking of seven, uh, Joey Pierce is playing wilderness. Wilderness, which is f- fifteen minutes from his house. So this is a great spot for Joey to play. He's coming back. He's the captain. He is the the man at Hermantown this well, year. Well, you don't lose in the fashion that Hermantown lost. Right. <laughs> and not come back. Well, I, yeah. Fashion Hermitown lost frequently. But. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Carl with just what? the shade. Things get we're back to normal. Carl's taking <laughs> shots at Hermantown. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that's that list. If we left your name, did we have Henry Nelson? Yeah, Henry Nelson yeah. got right. Yeah, we, we read off. If if we left your name off, or if we left the name off, our apologies. Well, we this left was a mostly couple done. names off. Yeah, we, we'll get to those okay. in a second. I'm saying if we I left your name off of this, two, these two lists. Blame Carl. Yeah. We, section of, uh, Jake Ratzlaff, who's apparently playing football, but then will go play hockey somewhere else. Oh. Yeah, I think his rights are owned by Green Bay. So he he's playing football this fall slash winter with Rosemount, and then will leave high school and go play in the USHL, which is what a life. How'd you like to be that athletic? We have that many decisions. I mean, I am. You are not. <laughs> Why you get all the dates here? Yeah. yeah. Here are a few. Uh, we'll call them. These are the oddballs where we don't know exactly what's going on yet. Um, we looked up Noah Tussie. He's not playing in the high school elite league, and we couldn't find him roster. We checked elite prospects. He's kind of like in no man's land. Noah, right if you're listening, yeah, please. let us know where you are and where you're playing. We couldn't find. This you. is an APV. Yeah, for Noah Tussie. All points bulletin, right? Yeah. So the carton. <laughs> yeah, so we know he's a good hockey player. He's almost got 100 points in his three years so far. He'd be a definite Mr. Hockey oh, yeah. finalist candidate. Um, we'd he, love to he know where a he's. Chain, game changer oh, in section great four. Speed. Yeah, and so he yeah. could change section four. All if these comes kids back. that we mentioned change the dynamic of their section that they're in if right. they leave. Here's a here's an odd one. Uh, Trey Fetchko. Uh, was at Holy Family. Um, is played playing, as an eighth grader. It plays in the high school elite league right now. Yeah. Um, but have heard rumblings that he may not be attending Edina High School, so we don't know exactly where he might end up this year. And he has left Holy Family. I believe he has left Holy Family. So, 
Um, so now he's kind of, I would call him, classify him as limbo. We'll find out where, where Trey ends up. Um, and then finally Kyle Kukinen, which we didn't read on any of these lists because he's not, his rights are not owned by a USHL team. He was not dispersed. So he's basically a free agent to a USHL team. Um, he'd probably prefer to play high school hockey this winter, but his his conference just got gutted <laughs> by potentially uh, administrators of the Noka Hennepin School District. So he, you know, I would yeah, guess add that the Northwest Suburban was playing a conference only schedule before this. Yes, yes, because they have too many teams, right? Mm-hmm. So who knows what ends up ends up happening with Kyle Kukinen? I would call list him in that category, which is kind of the unknown. We know where Kyle is, and we know what <laughs> high school he's attending, and we know he's playing in the elite league, but I know that kid's got some options outside of high school hockey. So well, he would be the rare one, and he is the cover boy for the breakdown book. So We, we named probably 10 Mr. Hockey possible candidates in yes. this. <laughs> and at so, least. And, at least 10, right? And, and that's what makes this very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> because any number of these will leave. And and number will come back or stay or whatever you call it. But yeah. way too much unknown right now. But the, 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 the running thought is that I think a lot of the players will kind of be free agents. They'll figure out, they'll kind of do what's best for them. Now, um, here's a question. Can I ask this? Um, uh, I hearken back to Kyle Rao, okay? Kyle Rao. It was his birthday yesterday, by the way. I saw that. Um, and, and there was a very good video, and then the house couldn't update really <laughs> stuck it to you after that. I couldn't help it. It was a great video. Um, anywho, um, Kyle Rao left, came back, right? Uh, it said he was coming, left, and then came back for real. Now, what's the drop dead date that people need to come back and say that they're coming back? Or can you come back at any time? I don't know the answer to that. I think is I think now it, that was before online schooling. Yeah. Now, like, like uh, I was talking to a guy when they were talking about it. There was a kid. Remember the whole Eden Prairie scandals last year about yes, this kid and that yes, kid? Yes, I, I know There was that. one kid, and it's not one of the scandal kids, who came back. Uh, he had left the school. They thought he had left the school or whatever, played in Colorado or something. But he was always enrolled Eddie. in school online at Eden Prairie. So you can be enrolled anywhere. Like, like I've always heard the, the big thing was that uh, Max Burkholder was tight with a lot of the Eden Prairie guys could enroll at Eden Prairie High School online, right? And, and then jump to, and their, then team. Jump to their team. And I, that's just always been the joke. I don't think it's actually going to happen or did happen. But my point is it's so fluid this year. Online schooling is super fluid. Yeah. Who ends up yeah. on a roster ends up where? That's what the whole Fetchco thing is where. It's like where they end up on a roster is anybody's guess at this point. Yeah. And I think the election has a lot to do with this. I think the board meeting on December 3rd has a lot to do with this. I think COVID has a lot to do with this. We don't know a lot yet. Carl, what were you going to say? Yeah, well, I think the, the important thing is that high schools need to set their rosters, you know, right after trial. So, so that this year is going to be what? November, December 1st. December 1st. Yeah. So that's before the board meeting. Yep. Mm, that's interesting. It is interesting. Because hypothetically, and this would affect JV kids more, okay? Right. Because if you're, you know, third line, fourth line JV, and Kyle Kukinen, let's just right. say, decides to come back. Um, now he gets bumped. bumped. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's or a does, lot of people. Or does Kyle Kukinen make the team? Let's call it like Zach Budish was yep. a captain. Yep. Okay. Zach Budish couldn't skate because, and I don't know how much accuracy is what I'm saying here, but Budish couldn't skate because he tore his ACL in football. Yep. Um, does he, you know, bump somebody else out that won't play or get to see any hockey? You know, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how this all thing falls out. I think we're down to the last segment. Uh, this will be our top five. Before we get to that, I wanted Carl to talk a little bit about conferences. Um, talk about which conferences are only playing conferences. I know South Suburban. That's the only one I know off the top of my head. Yeah, so there are, I believe, three that I found. So South Suburban, Northwest Suburban, to the extent that it exists, and then the <laughs> Suburban East. Suburban East. Now, is that the one that St. Thomas is in? No, White White Bear, Bear, Creighton. Yeah, I get those two mixed up. What's the one that that St. Thomas is in? Uh, Metro East. Metro Metro East. East. And and what's the other one called? Southeast. It's like the the SEC. And there's a Metro. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of confusing, but those two I get always mixed up. Well, yeah, when I was at St. Thomas, it was the they classic always, those, suburban. Yeah, those people cross over all the time and play each other. Yeah, I know. I know. You know it's it, weird. It's, there will be no White Bear Hill game this year. No White Bears playing uh, all conference. No St. Um, Thomas Creighton? I, though nope. I don't know if I've uh, – yeah, because nope. they it's can't not, play. They're not. Nope. Um, and interestingly um, – you know, you look at their their schedules for these conferences, and it's it's both most scripted thing ever. They they play Thursday, Saturday every week. And they take both weeks off for Christmas. You know, they take two weeks off in the middle there. It's like it's like there there are specific game days, and <laughs> it's just this really regimented thing. Yeah, I I I suppose that would be a good thing and a bad thing. You're always it's like it's NFL a football. Bad thing. It, well, I'm telling you, it's a bad thing when you get that many games. There's going to be sixty games some nights. Yeah. Well, it's a bad thing for. Uh, us to break down. Yeah. 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 Sorry. It will, it's no, gonna a, it's going to be more than 60 games, Tony, because normally it's like a 54, 52 per night. Well, usually it's 40s. I no. see it on the hockey app. It's 40s. I rarely see a number in the 50s. It's this year fi- it's going to be in the 60s. Yeah. You know? It's going to be a lot. Be a lot on a Thursday night. There are also fewer games. So that's true. But, but they're going to be, they're going to be smashed onto one, one specific day. Yeah. It's gonna be, well, plus, if you've watched the football, there's going to be cancellations like crazy. Well, right. what I don't know, so let's say Bloomington Kennedy, hypothetically, yep. gets COVID. Yep. Okay? They share a rink with Bloomington Jefferson. Yep. Probably share the same locker room, right? Nope. They have their own. Separate. Okay. Yep. Uh, but, like, do they have to because there was COVID in that rink? No. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Just it's, it's people in your pod. Your pods are how you get con. Sure. Your, your contact tracing is via your pod. Okay. So your school pod and your your team pod. That's where the that's where they can get you. And so what, what I've learned, there's peewee teams. Just I'll use them as a hypothetical that are all going. There's like Rogers peewee double A team is going to so they can save their season is all are all going to go to distance learning, <laughs> so they can stay out of a pod. It's one less wow. pod to get contact traced. Oh. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. yeah. And they probably won't be the only team in the state to do that or to we think that. We see that with high school, I yeah. would think. Like, let's just go to all online. You know, like my my daughter's, Jefferson is a, a really big, Bloomington's a pretty big school district. Yeah. All online. Yeah. And Duluth is at the high school level too right now. So. Yeah. And Minneapolis is, there's a lot of it. So a lot of those things get, that's why this whole Anoka Hennepin thing is crazy. Like, oh, we're online. So now we can't have act, after school activities. I'm like, 
What's this that is this the only good part. Fine. Yeah. 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 If you want to retain your high school and your culture, let them play sports. But again, I don't want to get too far to the right here for this discussion. Uh, one one more thing. This is I pulled this one out, and if you guys have any other uh, thoughts. Um, and I know Roso pretty well. I know these people, Roso, and I know their youth program's pretty good. It's not great, but right now this is the year, and this is the one year that that uh, Morehead isn't going to be very good. I mean, they're going to be okay, but they're not. They're not this, Morehead. It's like not. We've been seeing. Yeah, it's not your you know typical Morehead team. Even even the Morehead people realize that Roso's the favorite this year. And how sad is it that? We get a, a Roso year where they're the favorite in eight double A, and they're, there's you know it's not a t- not a deep year in eight double A. It's always a great time when Roso's in the state tournament. That's my one. I wish we could go back to normal plea is so we can see Roso in the state <laughs> tournament. So much of our life has been put on pause, but this is the part that just seems like it's getting passed over. Yeah, it, it, it's a hockey for me just because it, it's weird. Like the passed over to I'll never know right. what it's uh, what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Uh, any other? St- well, we've got the other storyline is the out of the good. That's the bad news. The good news is Hermantown and, and Duluth East get to play twice. In front of 80 people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. 81 because you'll be there. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, that's it, but the cloquet three times is even weirder for yeah, me. Yeah, you, you see, a lot of the uh, northern Minnesota teams, and probably southern too, you know, really struggled to fill out a schedule just because you know often you know, Duluth East played I don't know how many Northwest suburban teams each year. They're all gone now. Played a few South suburban, they're gone, so they had to struggle to fill that thing out. And I mean, they're playing St. Thomas. And that's not something that would have been scheduled, I don't think. Either. East and St. Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yep. And since St. Thomas, whatever Me- conference they're in, Metro East, whatever they're they got lucky. They only had to play one game, so now they get a better, you know, from our perspective, a better schedule. Yeah, but still think about it. That means you still have to play Sibley and Sim Lee. Yeah, you know, only once, though. Only once. So yeah, looking at all the schedules, it seems like Hill and St. Thomas got you know fairly normal schedules for themselves. Yeah. The Lake Conference teams have fairly normal schedules for themselves. Everyone else, <laughs> it's it's kind of a struggle. And a lot of times they set these schedules based on how strong or how weak they will be, based on what they forecast coming back. Who knows what schedule they put together? <sighs> One more, one more item that I think is somewhat interesting. Not really interesting for the sake of hockey. No offense to Buffalo, but Buffalo has made an application to play in the Northwest Suburban starting next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean, Carl? I mean, does that mean that? Remember, Saint they and Saint Michael were were attached together, put into yep. the lake. Does that mean if they accept this, if they're accepted in the Northwest Suburban, somebody else does, does Saint Michael get? Tossed or does or they just say okay, good enough. We have one of them stuck. You'd, well, I think they'd still have a six-team league, so they could put their in the conference in the lake, so that could work. Okay, yeah. and it works. Saint Michael works for the lake because they have great football, great lacrosse, yeah. great baseball. They have great teams. Yeah. Except, no offense to Saint Michael, except hockey isn't really great there, and it's a hole. It's oh yeah, it's a terrible haul. But I think I think the Lake Conference schools will get used to it. I think they would prefer to have Maple Grove 
in their yeah. league because they fit way better. Fits with Wazetta. Fits with Maybe all of it. Maple Grove for <laughs> Buffalo. Well, nothing. Here's the thing. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. They're going to Maple Grove's not go, interested, but they're going to have to go north because nothing down south is growing to the extent either Prior Lake. Prior Lake would be the only one, or Shakopee. But would be only, only one. Those those would be the only two that would fit into their plans. Chaska doesn't. No, well, if Chaska and Shan were one high school, it would, yeah, but it doesn't fit. Yeah. Sorry, Chaska and Chan fit great with the Metro West. They don't dominate, and they they yeah. they do well there. It's a great conference for all those all those conference teams in that conference. Love the Metro West. It's perfect for them. I yeah. think they're adding. Who did they add? They're adding Orno to the Metro oh, West. And that's a good one ad more. For there's one more in there that's going to go. The Metro is a perfect. It's kind of like happen to Holy Family. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Happen, Holy yeah. Family should get in the Metro West. Be yeah. perfect for them, yeah. you know. Perfect size schools, and it'd be perfect for them. So. Yeah, better than the right county. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much a lot better. of driving. Oh, Delano might be that other I one. I think maybe it is yeah. Delano. I'd it would fit. Do. It would fit nicely. I mean, there it's a growing community, and yeah, thousand students or whatever it is. It's a good number, and yeah. you know, the Jefferson and Kennedys and St. Louis Parks are dying. No, but they're they have fifteen hundred students, but they're not. Super athletic students, if you know what I mean. Like they're not. It's not like who's the captain of the girls' um, soccer team? This oh, year? <laughs> my daughter was named captain. Thank you very much. Hey, we got some wins this year. Not super athletic kids. That might Just be like the, my daughter, right? Yeah, that might be the short, stubby comment. It is. I, I'll admit it. I mean, it's just not. I mean, it's there's athletics is not very pronounced in either side of Bloomington. It's not. Not anymore. Just not. It's where it used to be extremely pronounced. I mean, you know? it was like Cole Aldrich wasn't that long ago. No. I know. I know. There's plenty of good athletes that come from there. And, but, you know, any, we can another another podcast on that topic. <laughs> All right. We are at about an hour and ten, depending on how the uh, edit goes, with, with Carl's phone lossage. I think we are out. Right. Uh, um, oh, we, we didn't. We didn't do the top five. Yeah, yeah. let's hear it, Carl. Sorry, let's hear it. Yeah, this ought so to be interesting. Pretty, and this is based. Sorry, Carl. This is based on the uh, the Luke Middlestat, uh, Mason Langenbrunner types coming back. Correct. Yes. All right. Let's hear it alphabetically. Yep, it's alphabetical, so it's not the ranking. But uh, the five teams are Eden Prairie, Hill Murray, Maple Grove, Prior Lake, Casino, and St. Thomas. St. Thomas, I like that list. The St. Thomas one is interesting. Well, I don't, yeah. I, after what they pulled off last year without any major seniors, yeah, except the goalie. Yeah, I don't know who, who's the goalie this year. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, and they also really don't return much at all on defense. That's probably the biggest question. But, but they have front. Yep. Yeah, they're top forward. It's going to really be really good. good. Really good. This would be as good a St. Thomas team. As we've seen in a while, I think. I, I think uh, top-end talent-wise, yeah. and, and plus Trent's system with the top-end talent player yeah. is going to be interesting. Fun just to watch. Just because I don't think he needs a decor that's going to stand out as long as he has one defenseman, that he like a Garrett Daly. Yeah, I think it's uh, really good. I think that'll be good. I think at some point, hockey's going to get played here in Minnesota. Sure hope at so. some point, there's going to be maybe a high school season. At some point, if there's a high school season, there will be a state tournament of some sort. It's not going to be what we're used to. 
but uh, we got to make the most of it is kind of the, the, the speech I've been given to everybody. And knock on wood, we'll be uh, back here in a few weeks doing our preseason hockey talk podcast. Any final thoughts from you guys? I have no idea what's going to happen in the next month. <laughs> <laughs> so Neither do I. We might be doing a show in a month. We might not be. We might not we might be. be. in the middle of a civil war. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carl. <laughs> I might be selling my uh, my podcast roadcaster on uh, Facebook <laughs> Marketplace here. Who knows? <laughs> For four dollars. <laughs> Who knows what we what we have here, but uh, nonetheless, it was a great to convene with you guys. Uh, look forward to another great high school hockey season for uh, Carl in Duluth, Danny Ryan. I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in.